Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello. Welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicularist. 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 That's me. I think I'm going to push a button that will start the show like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rough you some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is the Tyrell Corporation. Thank you for that. Okay, so uh, if you're following along, and I hope you are, I hope you are, uh, you will know that today's movie monologue will start with the movie Alien vs. Predator, colon, Requiem. Oh, this is the second in the Alien vs. Predator genre, milieu, other French word. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's not great. Um, is the first one better, I suppose? Uh, I kind of zoned in and out, to be honest, and I think lost great swaths of what was happening. Uh, that being said, I had seen it before. Uh, and didn't retain what I had seen before, so it felt like a new experience, I suppose. Uh, all in all, I'd probably go two, and for me, that is pretty, pretty low. Uh, I don't have any desire to watch it again. So, unless I do this stupid watch every alien, all seven alien movies again, um, you know... We'll see, I guess. Uh, I should say that uh, yesterday, and this will be in the next podcast, uh, I watched Prometheus, and I did enjoy that, which a lot of people didn't. So, just to give you an idea of my rating scale. Uh, let's move on to give you further idea to Terminator Genesis. Uh, another sci-fi ongoing movie series thing. Um, this one I very much enjoyed. I, I kind of went into it with very low standards. The last, uh, from Terminator 3 to all the other ones that have happened between this. I, I don't know how many, ha uh, it's actually been, it's been two or three. Anyways, I haven't really enjoyed them. I watched them all and, you know, it's action-y. This one, maybe because I went in with low standards, uh, I ended up enjoying it more. Um, Arnold is back, and better than ever? No, uh, worse than ever, because he is an aging Terminator. Uh, the, the, the <laughs> you kind of wonder going in, or at least I did, how they're going to explain that 
a Terminator, a quote on not a quote unquote, but a sort of robot ages. But the way they explain it does make total logical sense, and that is even from the very first movie, it is explained that it's a robot covered in human flesh, and because that human flesh is human flesh, it will age as human flesh does. So uh, kind of a, a little cool tidbit there. Uh, time travel, good guys, bad guys, new Terminatory thing. Uh, Matt Smith as the sort of evil Skynet, so that was really cool. Um, all in all, rating-wise, I'd probably go a solid four. Maybe even some five moments. Um, you know when the five moments are? When Arnold, as the Terminator, smiles. <laughs> Practices his smiling. I get a couple of laughs out of that. Okay, moving on to... The Exorcism of Molly Hartley. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously this is a choice of the missus. <laughs> she loves these type of movies. Uh, I, I saw it and said, hey, do you want to watch this? Knowing she would like it. Because I'm a nice person. Rating-wise, I'd go... Like a two, maybe. Maybe, a, maybe some interesting three moments. But overall... Not very good, and kind of you know what's going to happen. Just period. It's, it's one of these exorcism, exorcism movies that are so popular uh, nowadays. Or not even nowadays, but a couple of years back. And this one's sort of trailing behind, I suppose. The only kind of sort of kind of sort of cool thing is it takes place in a, a sane asylum. Uh, I don't feel like they didn't use that to its full potential, though. So, me. A solid meh. Okay, uh, the last and final movie is called An Honest Liar. Let me read the IMDA for this one. Uh, The life and career of the renowned stage magician turned scientific skeptic of the paranormal. James Randi. The amazing Randi, you might call him, because that was his stage name. I've been familiar with him. If, If you are... If you know Penn Jillette at all, you probably know uh, The Amazing Randy. Great documentary. Got really deep. Uh, Four to five. Television talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Larry David's Hollywood Toyota. I just realized I had one more movie, so we're going to slip it in here. Uh, God's Pocket. uh, Great movie. One of, uh, what's his name's last? Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movies. Uh, He's great. The whole movie, great. Great acting. This kind of remind me of The Departed and and Mystic River, uh, things like that. I'd go a, a solid four, maybe even if you watch it on a Sunday, a five out of five. Okay, so moving on to Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Um, I think I mentioned in our last television talk of uh, American Horror Story that uh, the missus and I have moved on to curb your enthusiasm. I have been trying for years to get her to watch this. She's a huge Seinfeld fan. 
So knowing that, for me, this is actually a funnier show than Seinfeld. Uh, maybe her sense of humor might not mesh as well, but seemingly, so far it has. She, I bet, would give this a 5 out of 5. We are goddamn flying through these episodes like I cannot remember ever doing on any other show we've watched together. Normally I suggest sort of cajole, sort of enforce, put my foot down sometimes. I try to find things that I think she will like. I'm not a monster. I wouldn't make her watch uh, Star Trek, uh, the original series, for example. She would hate that. But uh, this one I knew she would like, and so far so good. Uh, we are, I think, into the third season just started, so we'll talk about the first two seasons here. Uh, let me read some stuff, uh, to get the brain flowing. Uh, so the first season introduces us to Larry's post-Seinfeld world. If you are unfamiliar with Larry David, he is the co-creator of the television show Seinfeld. He's playing himself... Uh, living in L.A., experiencing life such as it is. Uh, another sort of main thing you should know is that the character of George Costanza from Seinfeld is kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of loosely-ish based on his life. Uh, the sort of funniest thing about this uh, for me and the missus combined, I think, is the fact that uh, I share a freakish amount of personality traits, uh, likes and dislikes, uh, with Mr. Larry David. So he says things, and <laughs> there's been a couple of times where he said things, and then the missus has looked at me and said, Oh, so that's why you say that all the time. Or, Oh, I see where you got that from. Or, Oh, you are just fucking like this asshole. Maybe she doesn't say that last one exactly, but the look... The look says it. Uh, yeah, so uh, he is trying to figure out what to do with his life, I guess. Although he's got so much money, he could probably just live. Live. Uh, we meet his wife, Cheryl. Um, they have a sort of similar relationship to the Mrs. and I as well. So I, I think that kind of is one of the reasons we like watching it together as a couple. Um, and he is just sort of, a, <laughs> I'm going to say unlucky, but no, he does kind of put himself in the situations. Uh, one of my main sort of takeaways from the show and why I think it is a great show, and I give it a 5 out of 5 definitely, is the fact that uh, almost every episode ends with him in a situation that is just fucking horrible. But, and here is the big but... One in, you know, ten, one in twenty, uh, you'll see this sort of loserish guy uh, have a happy ending. And, and I think a show like this could potentially go the other way and say his life is always bad no matter what. But there's that one sort of little twinkling gem of goodness every once in a while <coughs> that really make the show from good to great. Excuse me. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? But banter. 
Today's book banter sponsor is the library. Oh, wow. That's a nice one. Okay, so we're doing something a little different here, uh, and I will have a book banter with an actual book next week, because I'm almost done the book I'm reading. Uh, I'm taking one of those online list challenges where it's a list of 200 books in this case. Um, you click on the ones you've read, and then at the end uh, you get a, a tally of uh, how many books of the 200 you've read. So let's see how I do. Uh, yeah, let's let's just do it. May have to stop the timer because I don't know how long this will take. Okay, so uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, Red, Book Thief, Not Red, Animal Farm, Red, Lady Chatterley's Lover, Not Red. Uh, you know what? Why don't I just mark the ones that I have read? Because <laughs> there's like three in a row that I haven't read, and why read every single title? Uh, 1984 have read, uh, The Help have read, because the missus read it, I should say. Uh, Brave, Brave New World have read, <laughs> Catcher in the Rye have read, Great Gatsby have read. Uh, did I read The Wizard of Oz? Uh, Alice in Wonderland have read. Uh, Pride and Pre I read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, so I'm going to count read that as reading Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, sense of Sensibility, Mansfield Park. Oh man, I'm not doing as well as I thought I was going to do. Normally the lists are classics, and I've read a lot of the classics, but this list seems Gone with the Wind. Did I read that? Uh, Harry Potter, have read. Next page. Um, did I read Narnia? No. Little Prince, Lovely Bones. Oh, man. Uh, Fairy Night 451, have read. Did I read The Godfather? No. Oh, well, this is a really good podcasting. Uh, Catch 22, have read. Jane Eyre, did I read that? I think I tried to read it and didn't like it. Clockwork Orange, have read. The Road, have read. Uh, Hamlet, no. Three Musketeers have read. Oliver Twist have read. David Copperfield have read. Tale of Two Cities have read. Ooh, three in a row. Uh, Slaughterhouse. We need to talk about Kevin. Isn't that a movie as well? Lord of the Flies have read. Don Quixote have read. Metamorphosis have read of mice and med have read. Uh, the graveyard book have read. I think I actually have a copy of that. On the road have read. Naked lunch have read. Secret garden have read. Audiobook for that one. Picture of Dorian Gray have read. Little princess have read. Princess bride. Oh, I should read that one. Mental note: read the Princess Bride. I bet you that's a good book. Um. Memories of a Geisha. I don't know. Old Man of the Sea have read. Uh, the Sun Also Rises have read. Carrie have read. Captain of Monte Cristo have read. Now we're getting a little better. Adventures of Tom Sawyer have read. Adventures of Huckleberry Finn have read. Call of the Wild have read. Uh, I should mention with that one, that was one of the first books that I sort of read that got me into reading. 
Uh, Lord of the Rings have read, The Shining I have read. Page four. Uh, Bridge to Terabithia. I've heard of that one, I, and I think I want to read that one. Oh, not as good on this one. Oh, Fear and Loathing have read. War and Peace I've tried to read, but gave up. Should try again. I was young when I tried. Uh, the Divine Comedy I've read. Oh, see? I have to pause. Grapes of Wrath have read. Hobbit have read. Hunchback of Notre Dame have read. Romeo and Juliet have read in high school. We'll count it. Uh, Frankenstein have read. Christmas Carol have read. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest have read. Uh, Midsummer's Night, uh, Night Dream. I think we did that in high school, so we'll count it. This is really not good podcasting, so probably switch this. Fight, switch this, skip this. Fight Club have read. Okay, final page. No, no, no. Which is here's Neuromancer. Into the Wild have read. Death of a Salesman. Did I read that? Moby Dick have read. I was hoping to get to a hundred, but I don't know if I'm going to. Which is a shame. Uh, Sanctuary Dracula have read. Heart of Darkness have read. Gulliver's Travels have read. Uh, the Idiot, yeah, The Idiot have read, and that's it. Okay, show me my results. 54. Ugh. Out of 200. Okay, so uh, that's not as good as I thought it was going to be due on many levels. The levels being I thought I would have read more than that. Um, it was probably boring as hell to listen to. Um, just many, many levels. That was a horrible, horrible idea. But live and learn, and you got to try new things, right? Uh, what I would like from you, if you made it this far and didn't turn the podcast off, first of all, let's say I love you. Uh, secondly, let's say, uh, do the challenge yourself. This is on listchallenges.com. Uh, it is 20 books everyone should read, uh, is the name of the checklist. Um, let me know what your score is. Did you beat me? Did you, uh, hear books that, uh, is there books on this that I didn't say that you think, man, you have to read this book. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at, uh, uh, maywood.jordan at gmail.com I'm Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter uh, Facebook me, whatever you like don't call me because I'm not giving you my number <coughs> oh yeah, let's move on
today's game Gavin sponsor is Lords of Cinder Apple Cider. Thank you for that. Okay, we're talking Dark Souls 3. Yes, got my hands on a copy of this. Kel Surprise. Uh, played the last one, spoke of it on this very podcast and had a lot of enjoyment on it, in it, on it, in it, playing it, let's say. Uh, so uh, when this came out and because I had a long weekend, I thought uh, it was a perfect time to uh, jump into it. Despite normally trying to wait for prices to go down. Uh, just sort of on that note, um, since I the last two games I've played, I sort of bought at full price. I think my sort of plan uh, is to hop back into Fallout 4 again and replay from the beginning as you do. As you do. Uh, now that there's been a bunch of DLC uh, released, um, one more coming out in not too long. So, uh, that's just sort of the plan. So you'll probably see some more Fallout 4, uh, game gabbins, if I had to guess. Anyways, Dark Souls 3, um, sort of, uh, what do I caveat? Do I ask Turix this by saying, uh, when it comes to Dark Souls games, uh, I, I sort of, in my brain, in my life, let's say, have two options. Not playing them at all, because I don't have the the time nor inclination to experience uh, them the, I, I guess probably the way you should say it, is the way they should be experienced, with incredible difficulty, multiple deaths, frustratingly, hair-pullingly, to me, not funningly times, or I cheat, which is what I do do. <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, uh, I use, uh, uh, cheating tools to cheat and, you know, fuck you. Okay. So, uh, that's my little caveat there. So, uh, the reason that, uh, I'm, I'm a fair way into this game after only one weekend would be because of that fact. And, uh, on the one hand, there is some guilt associated with that fact, but as I say, if I bought this game and didn't cheat uh, as I tried with the first Dark Souls game, uh, I just gave up. It was so frustrating, and I've mentioned this on many, many occasions. When a game is frustrating because of its difficulty, uh, and I'm not having fun because of it, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Uh, I only play video games on the weekends, and my sort of 35-year-old married male work-life balance means that uh, I can't play as much video games as uh, a younger dude. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that's me trying to make myself feel less guilty for cheating. But f what the fuck? Uh, okay, so as usual, at least for me, uh, and I think for many others... Uh, the story of Dark Souls is hard to penetrate, and it's more just traveling around in this strikingly beautiful slash horrifyingly terrifying, ugly, putrefied world, um, finding cool shit to uh, don myself with and fight with, so by that I mean weapons and clothing and armors and shit. Uh, and then fighting just f insane, nightmarish bad guys who uh, will give you nightmares, most likely. Uh, sort of the ones that you most likely know of. 
if you've watched any footage of this game or the first boss, for example, where it's like this statue guy who's got a sword through him. So, <laughs> if you know anything about video games, uh, it's fairly obvious that if you pull that sword out, which it gives you the option to do, the the guy's not going to care for that. <laughs> which you'd think, you'd, it'd be like a, you know, a line on the mouse situation. He'd be like, oh yeah, man, thanks for taking that sword out, that really hurt. But no. But no. He comes to life and you fight him, and then it reaches a certain point, and he just sort of explodes into disgusting oozy blackness and you gotta fight them some more so it's just an example of my week one of Dark Souls <laughs> Charlie, three Charlie bit me Today's internet intercourse looks like, oh, it's a, a Japanese game show. Are you shorter than a fifth grader? Wow, that sounds uh, interesting. Uh, okay, so let's jump into this internet intercourse. Uh, my first item is something a little different because it's sort of an item that I generated on the interwebs. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, I should say. Uh, and that is what I've written on my note here is my most popular YouTube video experience. So uh, if you're not following me on YouTube, that's not surprising as I only have six followers. Oh, sorry, seven followers. Huh. Uh, but I put out, uh, I used to put out a video every week. Uh, I've sort of changed that to one every month or maybe a little more than that no less than one a month let's let's put it that way uh recently on a comedy bang bang uh uh seven year anniversary show which we'll talk about a bit too well let's talk about them both at the same time hey combining items i like it two birds one stone uh they had on uh this is behind the scenes of that show they had on brendan small who sang a song about apple's to the tune of a Prince song, which, uh, sorry, I'm not familiar with the actual real song. So, what I did, and similar to YouTube-related things I've done in the past, is uh, I downloaded that episode, uh, cut out the song that was sung, and then put visuals over top of it. Visuals involving apples, and uh, I won't give it away, just sort of to perhaps entice you to go over and look at yourself. But shit gets weird. Shit gets weird. Uh, not only the, that, but the song is just incredible, melodic, relaxing, hilarious. Uh, so they did all the heavy lifting, and I just sort of mushed it together with some... Hopefully funny videos, seemingly funny videos, because uh, the video has almost, probably by now, I haven't checked, but uh, probably almost 3,000 views. So uh, by far my most watched YouTube video I ever created. And the sort of fascinating thing for me was, uh, like, I made the video, posted it, and then tweeted it to Scott Ackerman, host of Comedy Bang Bang. He then retweeted it to all of his followers which is sort of the reason this happened. Uh, so thank you to him on many levels, that being one of them. Um, and I'd never sort of experienced uh, uh, the explosion of something on the internet like that before. So it was very exciting. And I found myself uh, sort of checking in 
and seeing how many views it got and looking at all the likes that it got. Uh, so last time I checked, it had over 100 likes, not one dislike, which uh, I think is pretty good for a, a YouTube video. Um, there's been a couple of other... If you if you click on this video, you, if you as you know, if you go on YouTube, you'll see similar videos will pop up. Uh, and I'm not the only one who had this idea. I think it's just because I was the first one to make the video, probably why. Uh, it's, it's seemingly more popular than some of the other ones out there, so... Uh, better to be first than better, I guess, is a sort of a sad commentary there. Uh, not that mine is necessarily worse, uh, but uh, at least one of the other ones had many more edits, you could tell. Where mine was uh, fairly simplistic until you get to the end, and then it gets a little crazy. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to share that. Uh, a cool little thing. Uh, give myself a YouTube plug. Hope you follow me because, I, as I say, I got some, I think, cool videos on there. Like, uh, basically what I do is make things that make me laugh that I would watch myself and go, ha, ha, that's weird or that's funny. So, you know, check them out yourself, why don't you? Okay, so uh, let's move on to TED Talk title. Uh, Dawn of the Age of Holograms with Alex Kipman. Huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, this guy seemed like he was <laughs> almost doing an act of someone doing a TED Talk about holograms. Uh, it, was, it was kind of amusing, slash mind-blowing, slash uh, I can't wait for five, ten years in the future when uh, this is going to be like cell phones are today, and it's just incredible. I see him almost at a time, so... Uh, let's just leave that at that and move on to the last item. Top 10 What the Fuck Japanese game shows. My favorite of which was a game show in which guys try to sing karaoke while being masturbated by women. Folks, <laughs> it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper